Hey guys, welcome back to uh, Real Ball Talk. Brett here with uh, fellow sports commentators, enthusiasts, Trey Baron Webb. Um, it's Friday. Yesterday was the first round of the NFL draft. Pretty interesting draft. We got Noel Wiggs back with us again. Noel, how you doing today? I'm good, Brett. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, Trey, let's just go ahead and get started. What, how, how do you feel after the draft? First draft last night. Um, you know, Brett, I, th- I thought there was a lot of talent displayed in the draft, especially in the top ten picks. Um, I thought the the top ten picks were really exhilarating and exciting, and really after, I think the last exciting pick was the Cowboys at seventeen. After that, it it got a little bit boring, but definitely a lot of talent displayed across the board. Yeah, yeah. What, what are you thinking, man? Yeah, I was thinking you know, the same thing. Top fifteen picks for me, I think. You know. All could be pretty successful picks, all pretty exciting players. But then, uh, you know, things kind of slowed down, and obviously there's a couple in there that I'm not a big fan of. But, uh, you know, pretty fun draft. Noel, what you got? Um, I'm not going to lie, I turned it off after the 24th pick. Um, yeah, let's yeah, let's address the elephant in the room, why don't we? Um, Cesar Ruiz out of Michigan, um, center. First of, all, first of all, first of all, it could be worse. Yeah, it could be Jordan Love. Yeah, it could be Jordan Love, correct. Um, but I'm just a little confused at this pick. You know, last year we traded up in the second round to take Eric McCoy. Eric McCoy started all 16 games for us at center last he's year. Center. He's he's doing a great job back there. Um, started all 16 games, and Andres Pete and Larry Warford both made the Pro Bowl last year at guard. So people are talking about. Fan, I'm not, but you know, a Pro Bowl I'm appearance is a Pro Bowl appearance. Pro Bowl. Yeah, and you know, people are saying Ruiz is going to go to guard, but I just don't see this guy cracking in the starting lineup, and I don't understand the urgency to draft a center or any offensive line. Really, I I, I trust our offensive line. <clears throat> yeah, I, mean, I agree. I don't. I definitely don't agree with the pick, but I don't understand why we wasted our first round pick on him. I mean, we definitely could have just dropped back to, like, in the 50s somewhere and still got him probably. Yeah, let me ask this. Do you think, I mean, I'm just going to ask if you all agree with me on this. I think that we could have traded down uh, to get Ruiz if we wanted him. Maybe, I don't think this guy would have gone in the first round. Maybe early second round. Early second round. Yeah. I still still had barely seen any mock drafts where he cracked first round. I mean, I definitely (laughs) did not agree with taking him with our first round pick. Yeah, I I was definitely surprised that we passed on Patrick Queen. I thought he was just kind of like a – I don't know. He he just seems like a Saints linebacker to me, you know. Uh, Yeah, he's just a good, solid tackle machine. And, you know, I thought if we weren't going to go Queen, we were going to go Xavier McKinney, who actually fell to the second round yeah. and didn't have his name called. That, I mean, that, that, that that's my biggest surprising moment of the draft for me. Yeah, I, I thought that I was really surprised that Xavier McKinney fell out of the first round. That was not my most surprising moment. I think we'll get to my most surprising moment later. All right, well, let's go right into that, actually. What is, what's y'all's biggest surprise of the first round of the NFL draft? Last night. No, no, lead us off then if you're so happy to tell us about it. Jordan Love to the Packers. 
I I'm glad I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Noel. If you're Aaron Rodgers, are you kind of pissed off right now? Yeah, honestly, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, there's thoughts going through my head about asking for a trade. Um, you know, I saw tweets from Stephen A. Smith last night talking about how the Packers didn't prioritize getting Aaron Rodgers the weapons he needs, and I thought I kind of agreed with him. You know, um, this is a team that was. They were were they not they weren't they weren't in the NFC Championship were they Yeah they were They were Yeah, yeah. They were. yeah. lost the 49ers has has hardly any skill players on the roster other than Devontae Adams Yeah why would you not pick up somebody to back him up Well Aaron Jones was pretty solid at the back end of the year yeah. well, I, I thought Yeah no I was getting there yeah I I thought that running back was they didn't need but I thought that yeah a receiver they definitely could have gone you know um they picked, they picked Jordan Love at twenty six. So, um, I, mean, I don't even think he's kind of, that's kind of, that's just showing up Aaron Rodgers too. That's like, uh, we're not going to win with you. You're not good enough. Let's just look to the future. Yeah, I don't agree with. Let's look to a guy that's never really proven that he has any skills to be competent in the NFL. Yeah, I hate that. Like he's got all the tools, but he just makes the dumbest decisions. Yeah, he had a good junior year, but then last year, yeah. twenty to seventeen touchdown interception yeah. ratio. And his junior year was really good, but then last year he played, like you said, like terrible. So, so who would y'all, who would y'all think, who do y'all think that the Packers should have gone with? Um, I feel, I feel like a receiver or a receiver. Yeah, yeah like, for Ronda sure. Adams was injured last year, and I, mean, uh, I thought that there the, are some no names that Aaron Rodgers happened to throw. Honestly, honestly, if the 49ers had not. Uh, traded up to get Brandon Ayuk. I feel like they would have taken him. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I mean, they still could have gotten Mims from Baylor. Yeah, they could have gotten Denzel Mims, uh, T. T. Higgins from Clemson, or um, yeah. How is T. Higgins still on the board? Yeah, I was expecting his name to be called in the first round for sure. Um, another one of my surprises is the Patriots trading out of the first round. You know, Brett, that doesn't, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, Belichick, they need somebody. Belichick likes to deal the the first round picks whenever he can. So he's got like he's got like five picks in the second round now. Um, and he's not. And I also, I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback. I I don't either, man. I I think they're just going to stick with Stidham. People people. People are wanting uh, Jalen Hurts to be a Patriot, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I think they're. I think, I think they'll sign Cam. Oh, I. It seems I, I ideal. Yeah. And I mean, uh, they may have been waiting for the draft to see if they would draft if someone would be there for them. Yeah, I mean, I think they're putting all their trust in Jarrett Stidham at this point. I think I think they really like him. I I, I really don't see it, but you know. Um, Another uh, you gotta trust that coaching staff though they must do something right. Yeah. Another thing I was surprised by, which we already addressed, is Saints not taking a defensive lineman or linebacker. But yeah, um, it is what it is. Unfortunately, you know my I I almost said this as my biggest surprise. Um, Clyde edwards alaire at thirty two to the Chiefs. Yeah, that was great. That was a big one. That was because he's not. He wasn't even the top three running back, was he? Um, I think he was. I think he was number three. No, he was number three. Okay. Yeah, I know they had DeAndre Swift and J.K. Dobbins, and then I think it was Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Yeah, I was. I was surprised. First of all, I was surprised by the Chiefs taking a running back. 
Oh, that didn't okay. surprise me, dude. Because uh, I think I had a, uh, they're, gonna go, they're gonna go with Damian Williams to be more of a flex guy. I feel like. Yeah, I well, I just, like, I just don't oh, think God. the Chiefs are really, you know, Damian Williams is kind of that get the job done guy. You know, he's not really gonna be a franchise running back. But I also don't think the Chiefs are really looking for a friend, quote unquote franchise running back. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think mm-hmm. he was. I don't think Clyde Hilaire is like the best running back prospect in the draft. I think he's probably fair. third. I think he's third behind Swift and Taylor. But I think he's probably the best fit for the Chiefs. Because I think he's more of a receiving back than those other two. And I think he's a big, powerful guy that can just make catches and then run after the catch. I better see fit. I still, I just think they should have gotten some, some sort of defensive player because that was their only weakness yeah. last year. Yeah, I just think they're confident in their ability to put up 40-plus points every game with Patrick Mahomes yeah. under center. Yeah, and I feel, like, I feel like they'll fill in the defense for later rounds. Yeah. Um, so, moving on, I'm going to move on to a hot take. So, let's get everyone's take on the biggest who they think the biggest bust of the first round will be. Okay. Webb, who you got? Uh, well, I personally think Justin Herbert is going to – Busted up pretty good. <laughs> wow, that's a that's um, a that's a good place to start. Bold play. I think I think Jordan Love is an easy pick, obviously, but yeah, just... I think Justin Herbert just okay. They're very. I think he and Love are similar players in that they both have the tools. You know, Justin Herbert's gift very physically gifted. He is a cannon, but if you watched him play in college, half of his play is just him hoping his arm will bail him out for making bad reads and bad decisions. And you can't do that in the NFL. So if he doesn't make extreme improvements on how to actually play quarterback, I think he's going to be bust. That's that's what we saw with Johnny Manziel going to the league, just relying on his arm to get get out of big bad situations. Exactly, and did not work for him. Yeah, I yeah. Think he's just going to rely too much on the fact that he was gifted by God with a monster arm, and he's going to throw it into triple coverage. Yeah, I I agree, Webb. I certainly didn't agree with his. With his field vision in college, I think that's one of his biggest flaws, and I think yeah. some of the NFL teams were worried about that. I don't. I just don't like his throwing motion. He just looks awkward when he's throwing the football. To be honest with you, I just don't trust. I. Don't, I mean, he may have a cannon, but like Webb said, I just don't trust his arm to get. I mean, the yeah. ball to the receiver. I mean, with work, he can be really good for sure. But I don't. It's going to take a lot of work. I don't know. I'm just not sure about it. I'm not gonna say he's gonna be a bust, but the biggest risk I might say, honestly, like I love Tua, but he might—he's a big risk. Dude. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I certainly wouldn't call Tua a bust, but I—I I agree with you, Noel. He definitely is a risk. Um, I saw on—I saw an article somewhere the guy yeah. hasn't played a complete season of football since middle school. So, um, you know, the, the the ankle and the hip definitely concerns me, and especially. Especially with the very unsturdy offensive line in Miami. Yeah. Another person that could be a bust, in my opinion. This is very irrelevant. Doesn't matter. He's an offensive lineman. But Makai Becton from Louisville. Ooh. You don't like him? The only thing is, he is. I've seen many things that say he enjoys to eat food. And it. Yeah. People are legitimately worried about eating Well, so I saw. Eddie Lacy did it. Yeah, they they had a segment on it last night. You know, when he showed up to Louisville as a freshman, he was three ninety, and he his draft combine weight was three sixty two, I believe. So, um, you know, he's definitely a big guy, but his forty, his I think his forty was a five one six, 
And that is I just mean, a refrigerator with legs. He had a, he had a great combine. <laughs> or not a great combine. Or just, he had a great no, he did have a great combine. He had a great combine. That, okay, that's what I thought. The dude was. put up an insane amount of reps on the bench. Also, um, um, another lineman, I was surprised Miami took Austin Jackson out of USC. I feel like yeah, that was a, that, that, that was a big reach. That was a big I reach. I think he'll be good, but 18 was a little early for him. I, I mean, was expecting like 30 at the highest. I think the only reason his draft stock is lower than the others is because of the whole bone marrow thing. I don't know if y'all saw that. Oh, I saw that. But, but I, mean, I think so. He he was significantly weaker last year, but I think he I think he's you know I think he's probably as good as Beckton is. Well, let's go back to Tua for a second. Um, what what do you see his role being next year? You know, some people are talking about him sitting out the entire season to for his body, and you know, could you see that happening? What do you think his role is going to be in Miami next season? I could see that happening, but I don't really feel like I feel like Miami's going to want to get their number five pick on the field at some point, honestly. Because I mean, they're looking for somebody to bring money into them, dude. They're definitely they've not been good the past couple of years. I feel like they'll he, – he definitely won't start off the season, I feel like. I feel like Fitzpatrick will start off the season, but I feel like he'll get a bunch of reps, honestly. Definitely. If I were the Marlins, I wouldn't play him. I mean, not the Marlins. The Marlins. <laughs> My bad. If I, were, if I were like Brian Flores or GM, I wouldn't want him to play this year. Um, I think – I think a year off for him is better. First off, he can learn under Ryan Fitzpatrick. Maybe not the best quarterback to learn under, but he's got a lot of experience. Plus, just giving his body more time to heal. And, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird situation because I think Brian Flores is – I think he's a really good coach, and I think he's really kind of fixing the culture there. And I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play that much. But who knows? So. Yeah, for me too is just a big question mark. And, you know, I feel like – People were debating the Tua versus Herbert, and if I'm at number five, I go Tua. I I think the risk definitely outweighs Herbert, but I think the reward, like Tua's ceiling, is way higher than Justin Herbert's ceiling. Yeah, they're comparing. They were literally comparing him to Drew Brees from the before the draft. Yeah, and the dude. I mean, the dude's throwing motion is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. It is. It is just so smooth. It doesn't make sense. Um, I've never seen something so satisfying. And, you know, they talked about the, the like, five-year NFL left-handed quarterback drought. Um, yeah. A left-handed quarterback hasn't taken a snap since Kellen Moore with the Lions. <laughs> yeah. Or was it with the Cowboys? It was with the Cowboys. Okay. <sighs> um, so, uh, my biggest bust, the, my take on the biggest bust, isn't really the most exciting name. But um, I just don't see him fitting in this offense. Mine's Jalen Rieger, wide receiver of TCU. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was an interesting pick for me. Yeah, so I I don't understand Jalen Rieger at 21. I thought that was a little bit of a reach. I I didn't understand it when Justin Jefferson was still on the board. Yeah, that was, that was like one of my biggest steals was how the Vikings got Jefferson and the Eagles right in front of them were – Plain as day should have taken Jefferson, but took Rieger. I mean, yeah. Um, so, I, th- I thought I thought Rieger was the biggest bust of the first round. Um, I just don't see him fitting in 
in Philadelphia. I think he reminds me somewhat uh, of what was his name, Nelson Aguilar. And Nelson so, Aguilar is an injury prone guy. So yeah, I just don't see Jalen Rieger fitting in Phil- Philadelphia, and they they are a team that needs some help at receiver. Alshon Jeffrey's getting old, and um, DeAndre Hopkins getting old. <laughs> And Deshaun Jackson, you know. DeAndre, Deshaun Jackson. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> um, well, my biggest bust was a guy we talked about the other day. Not with his on-field ability, but his off-field ability. I was thinking Damon Arnett. Okay. Quarterback yeah. for the Raiders. Yeah, so, um, Brett, that was – I had that written down as my biggest reach of the first round. Yeah, I, I, he's a second – He's just a great player, but I mean, he quit football last year. Like, yeah, he, he did. Away from Ohio State for a while, and I mean, I don't think he's first round grade or maybe even a second round grade. I mean, it, whether he's whether he's a first round talent or not, he would have fallen to the second round, so they could have gotten him there. But this yeah. like this like, um, kind of persona of Damon Arnett, who you're talking about, he just seems like a Raider to me, and it's hard to say not Oakland Raider, but he just seems like a Raider. You know. Yeah, but he also seems like a head case. Yeah, no doubt, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, that's gonna that's gonna bring us to our biggest reach. Let's get everyone to take on that. So mine, um, mine was close. So yeah, Damon Arnett at nineteen to the Raiders, I thought was a big reach, and um, I also thought Jordan Brooks at twenty seven to the Seahawks was a really big reach. Uh, the linebacker to Texas Tech. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot yeah. about him. Yeah, that was, I mean, yeah, I don't think he's first round talent. So I thought, uh, I, mean, I personally thought AJ Terrell was kind of a reach by the Falcons. Ooh, I I don't I know thought, about what, that. Sixteen. I just 16. I mean I mean he's a good player, but I think I I, I kind of put him and Jeff Gladney kind of on the same pitch card. I don't know how you. I don't know. I couldn't. I never saw anything that. I just think I just think AJ Terrell is more pro ready than Gladney. Gladney's really undersized, but you know it doesn't really matter. AJ Terrell is just going to be the next guy in Atlanta that gets toasted golden brown on both sides <laughs> by Michael Thomas. Yeah, because because Terrell's flashed like time during my whole career. Sometimes he's played terrible, like in the national championship. Yeah, Gladney's also kind of injury prone. He's been battling a knee injury a lot lately, which also might have played into. Why why he wasn't up there with Terrell? My biggest reaches were Damon Arnett, uh, Ruiz, and Love. I just felt like those were three guys that did not need to be picked in the first round. Yeah, um, oh man, I'm just still shocked about the Ruiz pick. I feel so bad for him. Like he seems like a good guy, but I don't know why. Uh-huh. I, I think have faith, I have faith in him being a good lineman. I have faith in it too. I, I mean, I'm trying to trust Nicky Lewis here. And Sean, Payton. I'm a, Sean, Sean Payton obviously had to see something in him. Yeah, and and like I don't know if you saw that quote from Payton. He said, "If we if we draft him, he's going to be playing right away." Yeah, I'm glad you said that, Webb. So I'm not really mad about this pick. I'm just a little confused. You know, Payton said that, and we have Eric McCoy, uh, Larry Warford, and Andres Pete. So. Are one of those three guys maybe about to? Are one of those three guys maybe about to get traded? I've heard Warford's about to leave. Yeah, um, I've, I've heard his, his contract's 
I think that's next. I think that's next season, though. I think it is too, but I mean, maybe that's a precaution. I don't know, but I don't. Need, I'd like a. I'd like a. I know we just re-signed them, but I'd like a peak trade and then fill For in sure. uh, Ruiz right there, and then try to pick up somebody else with the money yeah. that, like we, with the money that we lose from Ruiz, next free agency. I mean, from Pete next free agency. I mean, I just don't know why we didn't do that. Prior to drafting him, because I mean, I don't, I still don't think he would have been a first round draft pick. Yeah, to me, the only hole in the New Orleans roster is linebacker, so it's just got to be a priority from here on out. For sure. Um, and you know that left the Ravens. You know the Ravens linebacker is one of the few holes on that roster, and they can just they just got Patrick Queen at twenty eight, which was a big yeah. steal. That's a steal for sure. Yeah. So, that was one of my biggest steals. I wasn't very happy about that. Um, any na- any names? I mean, I mean, we already talked about Xavier McKinney, but any other names y'all are surprised fell out, fell out of the first round? DeAndre Swift, in my opinion. I felt like he was the best running back by a landslide. Mm-hmm. And considering the Chiefs took a running back, I just for sure thought it was going to be Swift. Yeah, I think Swift is the most pro-ready running back. Um, I just think, you know – but this guy's production in college was insane. I really like J.K. Dobbins. Oh, I think this guy could be a big-time steal in the second round for somebody. For sure. That, that he would be a good pickup, too. Yeah. So should we talk about like uh, what teams we think have good – rounds and what teams have that. Well, before we get there, let's talk about our big let's talk about our biggest steal. Okay. Okay. Um so for me this one's this one's pretty easy. It for me overall is CD Lamb at 17 to the Cowboys. Yeah. Um you know when as a fan of the Saints and the NFC, I was I was kind of disappointed that CD Lamb was there at 17 and the Cowboys just snagged him, you know. Yeah. Um yeah, I understand that, but I just don't understand why the Cowboys took uh, CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, I agree. They definitely have to fill some holes in the secondary. Yeah. I thought it, at that moment, I thought it was for sure they were going to take McKinney. But... Yeah, I did, I, mean, I, I think, did too. I mean, I think it's still a smart pick, obviously. I mean, you're, building, you're taking arguably the best receiver in the class. And you're trying to help Dak out more, and now you've got three viable receiving options for him. I mean, you still got to sign Dak to a contract, though. That's another problem we got going on in Dallas right now. But also, I think a big a kind of—I mean, it's not that big of a deal. But um, Jerry Judy to the Broncos. And the only reason I say that is I think it's still for the Broncos because I expected them to go to the fourth time pick before. I did too. And I didn't, yeah. I didn't expect the 49ers to take a defensive lineman. Um, yeah, that was. I know. I get he's a, he's a replacement for DeForest Buckner. I do think. I do think though, Webb, if um, if Henry Ruggs hadn't been stolen by uh, by Vegas the pick before, they would the Niners would have gone Henry Ruggs. Yeah, I think so too. Well, I don't know why you don't take. I think the Raiders are the only team that wanted to take Ruggs in the first round, like above Judy. I mean, as as much as his upside is. As, as great of an upside as Ruggs has, Judy is so NFL ready. I agree. Ru- Judy's route running reminds me of Julio Jones, oh, yeah. um, but I just think Ruggs' stock was at draft time was higher I mean, than Judy's because of it. I mean, the guy ran a four two seven. 
Yeah, the yeah. only reason why his draft stock was so high, I mean, he had an amazing season, of course, but the only reason why his was higher than Judy was because of his speed. And, I mean, that got a lot of people's attention, I guess. So most people were gunning for rugs. I was just expecting the Niners to take Judy because, I mean, they needed to replace Emmanuel Sanders. And yeah. their defense is already very solid, despite losing to Forrest Buckner. I think they, I think Judy would have helped them more than Tim Marlowe. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Even like also having Joey Bosa. I mean, I don't understand why you need another defensive tackle that early Nick in the draft. Bosa. That's why you know what I meant. One of the Bosas. <laughs> Little bear. The Bosas and those Watts, man. <laughs> the Bosas and Watts. Um, my, also, my, my biggest steals just because of the players that were picked in front of them were the two guys from LSU, Patrick Queen and Justin Jefferson. Yeah, the Ravens should not have been able to get Patrick Queen, and with the Eagles looking for a wide receiver. I don't feel like the Vikings should have been able to get Jefferson either. Yeah, then that just grind here. I, I I had so that was one of the picks I had right. Um, I was actually eight for ten on my mock draft in the first ten picks, and that kind of fell apart. But um, you know, I just I just figured the Vikings would go with Jefferson. You know, Diggs left, and they just hate us. So. I'm sure they just wanted to take an LSU guy just to piss us off, almost. I knew they were going to take a receiver. I just didn't think he was going to be there. I thought I thought for sure the Eagles had him locked at 21. And uh, you know, Judy going to back to Judy. Judy going to the Broncos sets up like a pretty decent looking offense in, Den, in oh, Denver. Yeah. I think uh, they're they're looking really good. You know, uh, Drew Locke, Melvin Gordon, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. Noah uh, fan. Noah Fant, yeah, they're they're looking. That offense is looking a lot better. Um, and then uh, another surprising pick for me was uh, the Bucks taking a lineman. Okay, yeah. Why did they trade up one spot to get that guy? I they could have had him at fourteen. I thought there was no way. What did they trade for I don't know, probably probably a later pick, but there was no way the 49ers were going to take him. Yeah, that was. You don't even need him. You yeah, need that was head scratching. <laughs> that was head scratching to me. I think they're just trying to protect Tom Brady because they don't they don't need anything to happen to him or their team is once again going to just suck. Something well, happens to him, they suck. Well, as of right now, their defense. Still you could suck. you could make a case for them having the worst defense, especially yeah. roster wise on paper in the league. But I'm just saying, I can see why you draft an offensive lineman because you're so scared. Like, if we lose Tom Brady because of a sack or something, there was no reason to sign him to a big contract like that. You know, so, I mean, that's probably just for just for safety, a safety pick there. But they definitely need help on their defense because their defense sucks. Yeah, that that was a it head is, scratcher. It is, it is a really bad defense. Yeah, defense it's bad. Terrible. Speaking of defensive players, I thought one – Steal was the Cardinals getting Isaiah Simmons at eight. Um, I, I just sure thought he was going to go before that. I figured he was going to eight. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's I, just it's not because of talent. It's just because of team needs at that point. Yeah, it's just I knew Simmons was taking quarterbacks. Right. Yeah, I still think the Giants should have gotten him instead of an offensive lineman. I don't know, well, man. Eli Manning. Thomas makes a lot of sense. Eli Manning is like barely in one piece. Uh, with that offensive line right now, and you know now it's da- now it's Daniel Jones' problem. Yeah, cool. and Andrew, Andrew I, I Thomas. Figured they would, 
I figured they'd take Andrew. Th- I, mean, I figured they would take somebody over Andrew Thomas though for the one. Yeah, I still don't. I don't think Andrew Thomas was the best tackle in the draft. I know Webb did, but I, I didn't. Think, I think I think he's going to NFL ready. I mean, he's proven himself against really good defensive lines in ACC. Obviously, I mean, I think Jedrick Wills is also really good, but I think Thomas is better. Yeah. So uh, let's go back to what Webb brought up a little bit ago. Let's uh, let's talk about some teams that performed well last night in the draft. Um, okay, hold on. Can I go? Nell's got it. Go ahead, Noel. If Justin Herbert works out for the Chargers, they had a good, very good first round, in my opinion. Yeah. So uh, they went with they went with Justin Herbert, and then they went with Kenneth Murray. So yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, I think that. That, that's a good young defense. Yeah, I think that that, that defense is really good. No, you, you know you got Derwin James, um, Casey Hayward, uh, Joey Bosa. Um, that's a that's an all around solid defense. I agree. Melvin Ingram, it's it's looking pretty good on paper. Yeah, that offense is still not bad at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Allen um, right? Austin Eckler is one of the most underrated guys in the league. Also, Trey, uh, I'm just going to let you know, I'm going to keep uh, Austin Eckler on my fantasy team. He's going to be my keeper. We haven't nice. decided if there are keepers yet. Well, if there are keepers, he's my keeper. Mine's George, um, mine's George Kittle, so I feel um, I feel good about that. Austin um, Eckler is good. Right, go ahead, actually. I think, I think the Vikings had a good first round. I mean, I hate them, but they got a wide receiver and a cornerback in the first round. They, they, really they definitely – they definitely – Prioritize team <laughs> needs for sure. Um, I, I was, yeah, I was a, I was a little surprised they passed on Christian Fulton for Jeff Gladney, but you know Christian Fulton was a name that had kind of been dropping the past couple yeah. days. Also, speaking of uh, cornerbacks, though, I was surprised the Dolphins had a good moderate first round. Yeah, but, I, I thought I honestly I they. Yeah, um, Noah Ig- Igbino Guinea. I think he's gonna be really good. Uh, yeah, I know. But I, I know mean, he's he's really raw and he hasn't played a lot, but he's for how little experience he has, he's played really good. I just he's thought athlete. I just thought their second and third picks they really reached. Um, sure. You know, there were some there were some offensive tackles better on the board than Austin Jackson, and um, to me, Noah Igbino Guinea was. A really big reach, and I, I was really confused why they picked a corner at all. They have Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, two highest paid yeah. defensive backs in the NFL. So that was a little head scratching to me because this guy may not even play a lot of snaps of football next year. They got. I mean, I guess they just got to move him if they really wanted to play. Yeah. I, um. Confusing. Yeah, for me, I think you know, I think I think they had the best first round. I think the Jags had a really good first round. I they, like, I they they picked up C.J. Henderson, the cornerback from Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, first off, they're obviously trying to build a team around the defense again, like they did when they made the AC Championship. And um, they also got Clavon Chase on. Yeah, and they got Clavon Chase on, and they got him pretty late, kind of a steal there. Got him in the yeah. That was a steal. That was a steal. Chason, I mean, obviously Chase on is just so good. He's just I don't know if y'all seen the spin moves when he's on the line, but he's so quick and just like elusive. You know, I I, lo- I think he's a great prospect, and I think Henderson's also. I think Henderson has to get bigger. Because he's he's really fast and he can kind of hang in there covering. But I like Chase on. I like Chase on too. I think he needs to gain a little bit of weight, or I could yeah. possibly see him making the transition to outside linebacker. Yeah, I can see that. 
this may not be a great one, but I honestly thought the 49ers had a relatively good first round too. I know, I know like the um, defensive lineman pick was not very well received, but they traded up and got Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. I think that fills their wide receiver needs, and they replaced a member of the defensive line who was very good last year. Yeah. One of the reasons their defensive line was so dominant. Yeah, so I, I agree, I agree Noel. How they were last year and adding a little bit more, too. I agree, Noel. I thought that was a successful um, first round as well. You know, they got beat by the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, obviously. And so picking up a deep threat like Brennan Ayuk um, should add some versatility to that offense. You know, they're trying to compete with the the Kansas City Legion of Zoom, all those receivers that can fly. And, you know, Debo, Samuel, Kendrick Bourne, and Brandon Ayuk looks pretty good on paper, not to mention George Kittle, who's basically a elite wide receiver. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really all the teams that had multiple picks. I mean, the Raiders Raiders did all right. I don't. I still think Damon Arnett, Arnett was, a, was a reach if you do – yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk. Let's talk about now the teams that blew it, and it's. I don't want to say the Saints immediately because that would make it seem like I don't trust our front office. But at the time of this pick, I was very disappointed. For sure, I, think I was too. Because I mean, I feel like the linebacker hole was much bigger, much, much, much bigger than the offensive line. Absolutely, quote unquote. And it just. It was just confusing to me, the depth we have on the offensive line and, you know, McKinney and Queen right there. I, I'm i still trying to make light of it, but I'm struggling. We've got a young safety in Marcus Williams. I know how you feel about Marcus Williams, Trey, but yeah. I, he's not a bad player. And we got we picked up Malcolm Jenkins. I, I feel like Queen was definitely the pick over Xavier McKinney, though. Yeah. Um, we didn't get either of them, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, I'm so glad we didn't get Jordan Love, though. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, for me, the team that blew it was the Packers. We've already talked about it, but why are they choosing the future over now? Yeah, you made the NFC Championship. You're one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And it's, it's honestly just a big – I mean, I'm not a Rodgers guy at all, but it's – from the front office, it just seems like a big middle finger to A-Rod. Yeah, yeah it's got to be. I mean, what else sure. do you do What's up? A big, a big middle finger. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Yeah, I don't understand at all. They they had some weapons on the board. Um, in, my, in my mock draft – um, let's see who I had the Packers taking. The Packers didn't have a pick. They traded for it from Miami. Uh, no, they, they had the 30th pick. They traded, they oh, traded, yeah. uh, I had them taking Zach Bond inside linebacker out of Wisconsin. So yeah, he fell. Yeah, he did fall. And I saw he was, he was projected in most mocks as a first round. Um, you know, I, I thought the Packers would go defense for sure. Or if not defense, you know, get another weapon for Aaron Rodgers. Definitely, but um, I feel like I mean I guess you could you can consider the Dolphins kind of blew it for the three picks they had. Yeah, I I definitely agree somewhat there, Brett. I think um, two of the three 
picks that they made were just kind of a a reach. And it reminded me it reminded me a few years ago when the Browns had three picks, they took it was Baker Mayfield, um, Denzel Ward, and I think the other one was David Njoku. And you know, I was I was just really expecting a bigger splash from the Dolphins, a team that's trying to rebuild than what they did last night. Yeah, you can also argue. I mean, I know Tua. I mean, I mean, I love Tua, but he's also it's a questionable pick to rely on a guy who you may not know if he'll ever take an NFL snap due to injury. So, I mean, really, all three picks are questionable. Yeah, and I just, I just really expected them to take. I mean, I had them taking um, the kid from Georgia in my mock, uh, the running back. Drawn up, yeah, DeAndre Swift. I had them going with him, but I just not specifically him. I just had I envisioned them going with a running back at some point. They need another weapon. Who is that running back? Um, Jordan Howard. Yeah, they just signed Jordan Howard. Ever since he had like that one half good season with the Bears, yeah, he right. He was he was with the Eagles, right? Yeah, he was with the Eagles last. The Eagles, the Eagles' backfield at one point was absolutely insane. It was, it was like, uh, like Garrett, Garrett Blunt, you know, like Garrett Blunt. They had Jay, I don't know, Ajay. Yeah, right. Wendell Smallwood, Darren Sproles, um, Jordan Howard. They had four or five really good, solid backs. Okay, now I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna talk about a team that did not draft last night. But recently today, Laramie Tunsil was signed to a three-year, $66 million deal. Oh, my. For an offensive tackle. Yeah. Let's just talk about with the Texans. Yeah. Oh, my. That might be. He was a pro bowler. He was a pro bowler. It doesn't matter. He's an offensive tackle. Yeah. And, you know, that is a little bit of an interesting signing. Um you know, Larry T- Laramie Tunsil didn't make the Pro Bowl last year, so it's I mean, you know just Bill O'Brien doesn't seem to be on a much of a hot streak. I don't know if this will really help him with the fans. But also, Deshaun Watson was like the most was like the most sacked quarterback in the past few years. Yeah. So I feel like they're trying to lock that up the next couple of years to protect Deshaun Watson more. I think he's one of the best tackles in the league, and I don't think many people argue that. But I just feel like. That's a lot of money to give him, especially if he gets injured. Like very. And a uh, quick question on free agency. I didn't realize this until last night. Why is Jadavian Clowney still a free agent? He's asking me too much. So is he just – is just no one going to pick him up? I don't see just how he doesn't play football next year. I don't know. I saw something where he said Miami is really the only team that's talked to him and they didn't offer him enough. So he said – Man, some Sorry, of these man. some of these players are just some of these I mean, players are just asking too much. You're gonna be a millionaire anyways. I mean, if you, if it's a, if it's a difference between playing and not playing, just lower your asking price. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just absurd. Like you're gonna you're a millionaire. Like, and he's not he's not lived up to the hype that he had around him in the draft. He's I definitely know. not. I I he's definitely not the best end in the league. I mean, you could argue he's a, he might not be top five. I mean, he was he was good at Houston, but he just had a down year. Seattle was not a good year for him. But he he still never reached his ceiling in Houston. I don't think. Definitely did not. Yeah, Clowney. I 
I think it's just a ticking time bomb, Brady. I'm just waiting for him to have that kind of like NFL Defensive Player of the Year type season that we expected when he came out of South Carolina. Yeah, I think he's got them. He just hasn't shown it. Yeah. So um, let's talk about a quick preview for the rest of the draft. You know, looking at the best available right now, this is a really, like, hidden, underrated, like, solid second-round talent. Yeah, I think that most teams drafted after I, – I feel like after the top ten, most draft picks – should have been second-round talent. And there were a lot of players that I feel like should have gone in the first round. Yeah. Um, just looking at some of the names, Xavier McKinney, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Antoine Winfield Jr., T. Higgins, Jonathan Taylor, Grant Delpit, Trayvon Diggs. This is – these are some guys that can these, – these are some guys that can help a lot of teams, especially in for a second-round type value. Yeah. Another guy you didn't mention there was Christian Fulton. I know you're fond of him. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's crazy how all these people just didn't get drafted in the first round. Right. Um. And Jalen Johnson out of Utah, I think, could be a really solid pick. I really like this guy. Um, he's elusive. Yeah. He's he's really good in man coverage. Um, I think this guy could be pretty solid for somebody with a struggling secondary. Um, so, uh, how do y'all feel about the Saints not having another pick till the end of the third round? Um, I'm, I mean, at this point, I feel like this is a solid class top to bottom and we'll find somebody, but yeah. we've just got to start prioritizing team needs more. I feel like, you know, Loomis makes some amazing deals. Like I really like the, the way he restructured all the contracts and was able to get Sanders and. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, but the guy just doesn't really prioritize team needs all that much, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was many ways he could have gone last night that he should have gone. He should have about he should have taken. I, Patrick Queen was just an easy easy pick. For me. I um, that's the missing piece right there. A partner for Demario Davis. I couldn't agree more. I know this did not work out in Houston, but I feel like Sean Payton should be in charge of almost all team activities in that department. I just don't think – I just think Sean Payton should have – I think – I just feel like we should have taken Patrick Queen. It's just that simple. I did too, but I also – I'm keeping confidence a little bit just because of our amazing drafts the past couple of years. Like we picked up – we picked up – Camara, was it third round that we picked up Camara? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, he turned out to be one of the best running backs in the NFL. Yeah, that Thomas was a late second round pick. That was be, that was a year four. Honestly, if we picked up a lower tier linebacker in the later rounds, who ends up being a lot better than everyone expected. Yeah, that that class was good. It was Camara in the third round, and then the first round we had uh, Ryan, oh, yeah. Ryan 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 Ramchek at thirty two and Lattimore at eleven. Also, didn't we get Michael Thomas in the second round? That was the year before. That was, that was, year before. Before. That was 16. Yep. Um, but overall, um, pretty solid NFL draft class. Um, I thought, I think there are a lot of names still out there that can help a lot of teams. And uh, I'm looking forward to the 
to the rest of the draft, and hopefully we're getting close to sports coming back uh, for good. I hope, I hope they come back. Yeah, we need them back. This uh, this quarantine is it's getting we're getting restless for sure. <laughs> I, I think if I think if college football especially is compromised, uh, it's going to start war. So yeah, if there's no college football, tough times. I'm, I'm very tired of watching old sports games on TV, man. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, have you seen the uh, the horse on ESPN? Guys playing horse. It is just I such a joke. <laughs> I watched it terrible. one time, turned it off. Um, it was like a bunch of people recording it on their iPhones, and it was just terrible. It looked terrible, and they had no idea what was going on. So, Noel, Noel, this is a little off off topic, but we've all three talked about this. We want to get your opinion on this. So, now that Jake Fromm, Tua, and Joe Burrow are all gone, who is the best quarterback in the SEC? Who did Fromm go to? I haven't paid attention. He hasn't been picked. But who – I'm talking about out of college. So, now that those three guys are gone – Who's the best quarterback in the SEC? John Rice Plumley. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm just kidding. Get out of here. I think, I think it's got to be Bo Nix. I think it's Nix, too. Yeah. I, just, I just wasn't impressed with Bo Nix's stuff. Well, like, you're in Alabama. He beat Alabama. He, he had like 150 yards. Doesn't like matter. You got the win. nine picks. His Stop. receivers made some really good plays in that game. His defense won him that game. Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of talent leaving the SEC this year, though. So, Brett, do you think it's Bo Nix? No. Who is it? Who is it, then? Who his backup is. Who even is Bo Nix's backup? I don't know. It's, uh... Doesn't really matter, I don't think. Um, I think I think the quarterback winner in the SEC is Bo Nix, and then it's Kyle Trask. I don't know if I believe in Kyle and, Trask. Well, I mean, who else are you going to put It's in not Kellen Mond. <laughs> It's no, not it's Kelly. Uh, um, <laughs> Miles, whatever his name Newman, is, for sucks. John Rice Palmer's in there somewhere. Jamie Newman, Millie Gamble, basketball player yeah, from right. Callaway High School. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Jamie Matt Newman's Crowell. third. Matt Crowell. <laughs> Matt Crowell sucks. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, he's terrible. Um, who are I don't believe in Jamie Newman. Wake Forest. He really didn't do – I mean, he did stuff, but ACC and SEC are a big difference. He's still his third-best quarterback, I think. Who's, 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 who else could be in the top three besides those three guys? It's not Miles Brennan. It's not Miles Brennan. We haven't seen well, him. He, he hasn't – wait, that's – I mean, that's kind of a no-duh statement. He just hasn't played. But anyways, um, it was a good draft, boys. Um. A great second. Yeah, we still got the rest of the draft to go um, today and tomorrow. And uh, I guess we'll be back Sunday to um, for to yeah to recap the entire NFL draft. But that's going to do it for episode two of the Real Ball Talk podcast. And we will see you guys on Sunday. Deuces.